Yeah. Okay. So, last time we had learned Amachlokas, Patera Meira, and and uh, Rabbi Yehuda about whether or not you can make a behemoth dough from the sukkah, a wall for the sukkah. Meira said it was puzzle. Rabbi said it was kasha. And then the Amara brought a litany of cases where Rameir says similarly that you can't use a davar shesh over a chayim. And then the Gemara brought a machlokas about between Abay and Rebzeira about what is the issue. Is it the issue of Shema Tivrach and Shema Tamos? Rabbi said it's Shema Tivrach and Shema Tamos, and Rebzeira says just Shema Tivrach. We're worried it'll run away. So, we're worried it'll run away and it would die. So, again, they're speaking on behalf of Rebbeir, the Tamas. So, Abaya and and Rebzeira the Amoraim are arguing according to Rebbeir the Tana, but Abaya at least is saying, so Abaya is the one that's saying that Rebbeir is of the opinion that we're Chashin and Shema Tamas, that we're concerned are going to die also. And on that basis, that we're, and on that basis, he passes using a, using a Behema as a Dothan so now we're going to get into this concept of chayshin on lemisa or not. Are we chayish for that? So on the top of Chofkimol base, the first line. So the Gemara says, Umi Amar Abaya, and again, so this is a question on Abaya. Right? The Gemara's question, who is the target of the Gemara's question? Who is it, to whom is the Gemara asking the question? Abaya. Because it's not Remeir, because Remeir the Tana never said why. He just said you can't use Dofan Lesukah. And there's a Machlokas Amaroyim According to Rameir the Tana, what's his reason? All right, so the question, the target of the Gemara's question is Abaya the Amora, who fartaiched Rameir the Tana in a particular way. Right? Abaya the Amora said the reason of Rameir the Tana, who said you can't use a, do- a, a Davashish Baruchaim as a dofen for a sukkah, he said the reason of Rameir was, Abaya says the reason of Rameir was Chashin Shamatamos as well, was the Gemara's conclusion. Right, and the Gemara's now question is, is that true? Me, Amar Abaya, did Abaya really say Rameir is Chayish Lamisa, and in turn, Rehuda Lo Chayish? And that would be what they would be arguing about. The Machlokas Tanayim that we saw earlier about whether or not you can use a Dorashish Baruch Chaim for a Dauphin of a Sukkah is a Machlokas about Chayshin and Shema Thomas. Are we worried about that? So now, this interpretation of Rameir is belied by, else, by other places in Shas. So a Jewess who is a non-Kohen, that her, her husband went to Medias Hayam, went away. She went, she went traveling long distance, right? Used to go very, very far on ships, no communication. So anyway, So she's allowed to assume he's alive, right? So she was married to a Kohen. She's a Bas Yisrael, right? So she's a, she's a Yisrael. So on her own merit, she can't eat truma, but by virtue of the fact that she's married to a coach, she can eat truma. So she can continue eating truma without having to worry, maybe he died. So, Vramina Allah, and the Gemara asks a contradiction on it. So someone says, this is your get a moment before I die. So again, the reason why you would do this Right, get as a bill of divorce. So if it takes effect a moment before you die, what's the point of doing that? So Rashi explains, because you don't want her to have to deal with chalitza, right? Because if in a situation where you have a brother and you have no kids, so you want her to have divorced, clear free, without having to worry about, um, without having to get a chalitza. Everyone knows what chalitza is, right? So 
So, um, so therefore, you could do this. It's an easy solution. It's a get retroactive a moment before I die. So, what's the problem? So if she is married to a Kohen, maybe he died and it's a moment before he died and you're no longer allowed to be Itruma. So it's the same issue, presumably. So Mar says, You're not allowed to eat Truma immediately. So we have a stira in, I guess, Mishnayas, or Brysas. So we have a stira in Mishnayas. So who are the author? Which Tanoim said this? Amra Baya, again, it's a Baya the Amora being, resolving the stira elsewhere in Shas, Lokasha. Right? This is the one who said that you don't have to worry that maybe the husband died is Remeir. And Rabbi Yehuda says, you do have to be worried that the husband died. So that's Abayah. So Abayah contradicts himself, right? Again, the target of the question is Abayah. Because in our Sugyan Chaf Gimel Aleph, Abayah is the one that said on behalf of Rameir the Tana, the Machsem Machlokas, Rameir and Rabbi Yehuda, the same two Tanoim that they're arguing about Chayshin Lamisa or not. Abayah says Rameir is Chayish Lamisa, and Rabbi Yehuda is not Chayish Lamisa. He's not worried about death. And here we have the reverse position. Abaya reversing himself and fartaiching the machlokas uh, really is a contradiction of Mishnayas by saying it is it is um, and Rebuta respectively just in the reverse positions that we ourselves said earlier. So Ditanya and when Abaya resolves the contradiction that we just had between the two uh, Mishnayas about Truma eating, right? About Truma eating, or regarding Truma eating, the Tanya. Why do we say, why are we picking on Rabbi Yehuda for and Rabbi Meir for? And do we make it out of thin air? In other words, if you, leaving our sugya aside for a moment, right? Leaving our sugya out of the picture, leaving Chaf Gimel and Aleph and our Mishnah in Sukkah out of the picture, on what basis would you, Miyasha, would you resolve the contradiction between the two Mishnayas, or whatever, the other ones are Bryce or Tosefta, whatever, two Tanaitic pieces of Tanaitic literature, right? What, how would you, why, on what basis would you resolve, resolve it as saying it's Ramey and Rabbi Huda? You're making it out of thin air? Because why would he say that? Why, would it, why not say Rav Shimon Gamliel and, uh, you know, uh, whatever, right? You pick any other two Tanaim. On what basis do we resolve the contradiction between the two Mishnayas which discuss Chayshin and Lamisa in the context of eating truma, why do we pick Rabbi Yehuda and Rameir to be this resolution? On what basis? So it's based on the following Bryson, the Tanya. If one buys wine from Goyim, or Kusim was a question of whether Geri or Rai is same, right? So it was a really, Rashi explains it was a sub, Kusim are questionable Jews. There's a question about the sincerity of their conversion. They converted under duress, a whole story. So anyway, so the point is that they had, you couldn't rely on the fact that they took off uh, Miser, right? They could, or Truma. They couldn't have, you know, they weren't assumed to have tithe. So it's like buying something that, you know, was not necessarily tithe. So you have to make sure in order to eat it, you're not allowed to eat something that wasn't tithe. It's called Tevel, right? You're not allowed to eat, a Jew is not, that's the problem when you buy fruits and vegetables in Israel, right? You go to Israel, you have to take off Trumas and Miser's. So you can't buy fruit and, fruit and vegetables out of Hashgacha. So it's the same issue, right? You're buying from someone that you can't rely on the fact that they took off, uh, they tithe. So it's possibly Tevel, which is prohibited to eat. So what do you do? What's the solution? 
Omer, you say as follows. Shnei lugin shani asa lehafresh. You're allowed to say the two lugin that I will eventually separate, that I will leave over when I finish drinking it. Harehein truma. Those are truma. Asara maiserishon. Ten are maiserishon. Tisha maisersheni. Nine are maisersheni. Umechel v'shoh semiyah. And uh, you can, you can, um, you can be mechalal. You can redeem the maisersheni immediately on money that you have, and then take it to your shalim and eat it. And uh, that money, and the point is that you can drink it immediately. Now, this is a complicated halacha concept, really, which I'm going to get into in a minute. It's called brer. So this might derail us for the rest of our allotted time. So, you know, let's just see, before we get into how this works, it's an important point to set up. Let's just finish the sort of the piece of Gemara that we're doing, and then we'll unpack the concept of Brera, because this is quite a novel halacha, okay? Which we'll get into. So that's what Ramayr says. Ramayr says you're allowed to say, you're allowed to do this. So if you buy wine from unreliable, with an unreliable hechsher, basically, right, you could do, you could, you could do this thing, you could say the, the, the stuff that I'm eventually going to separate should be truma, and I could, uh, I, could, I could drink it immediately. That's what Mary said. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Shimon, Osrim. They say it's Asr. They say you're not allowed to. Right? And Rashi says here, if you look at the top Rashi here, on Chavdal Adam and Aleph, Rashi says, why do they say this? The issue is we're concerned that the node, that the, the vat, the barrel, which is holding the wine, will break. And you're not going to have the opportunity eventually to have any two left over. In other words, the concept of taking off, the concept of being allowed to drink immediately is sort of pending your eventual separation of the remaining two as miser. If I'm concerned that the barrel is going to break before I get to the remaining two, so then I'm never going to have an opportunity to be mafresh trumas and miseras properly, and therefore from now it's not, from now it's treif, from now it's tevel, and it will never have been rectified. So if I'm concerned, Shema Yibaka HaNod, and it won't come to Breira, Benimsa Shoset Tvalet. It'll emerge, says Rashi, that you're drinking Tevel from now. Alma Rabbi Yehuda Chayish Labikiyas HaNod, says Rashi. We see from here Rabbi Yehuda, the Tana, says we're concerned with the, with the barrel breaking. The Kol Shekein Lemisas Adam, and certainly for death, Rameir Lo Chayish, Rameir is not, not worried about it. So the Gemara is basically saying as follows. The basis for saying, there, there's a little bit of a problem in Rashi, but I'll just leave it alone for a minute. What's the fundamental, simple understanding of the Gemara? It's very simple. We're comparing the concept of a barrel breaking to someone dying, and we're saying that there seems to be a machlokas, a face value as to whether or not we have to be concerned that a barrel is going to break. That's a machlokas in Rameir and Rebuda and others. Right? Reb Meir says that we're not concerned about it, and Reb Huda says we are concerned about it. If that's the case, it stands to reason that Reb Meir would say we're concerned you're going to die, and Reb Huda saying we're not concerned you're going to die. On that basis, Abaya resolved the aforementioned contradiction on Chaf Gimel and Base at the top of the page between the two cases of Meisers by saying Reb Meir is the one that says she can continue to eat Meiser because we're not worried he's going to die, and Reb Huda said not which therefore contradicts Abaya earlier on that we saw, because Abayah and Chavkim said the reverse. That's Gemara's question. How's everybody with that? Good? Good? 
And even more so now, we're comparing it to breaking, uh, breaking a barrel. Yeah, I think it's a good question. It's not so simple. Rashi sort of, this is really the problem I alluded to in Rashi. Rashi says, Rashi says, if Rabbi Yehuda says over here that we're concerned that the node is going to break, surely he'd be concerned that someone would die. Because if you're concerned the node is going to break, it's more likely that a person is going to die, which is interesting. I think I would have said the opposite, and you would have asked me. But even regardless, if that's the case, even if we work with Rashi's assumptions, mathematically that yields a problem in Rameir, because then it's not provable in Rameir. Rameir is the one that only said what he said over here where it relates to Bikiyas Hanot, and that's where he's not concerned about it, but he doesn't hold the Koshim, he doesn't hold of the death thing, right, altogether. So, so that point is sort of mentioned by Rashi, but Rashi doesn't fully address himself to the issue. I mean, the bottom line seems to be, you know, it, it, it's hard because, you know, you get into chazak, the concept of chazaka, right? Everyone holds of chazaka, just about, right? You have a chazaka. So a chazaka means we assume the status quo. That's what chazaka means. We assume the status quo of something. It could be a statute. It could be a state of something. It could be a status. People have a cheskas kashros. You have a status of being assumed to be kosher until proven otherwise. In other words, we can rely that you're not a horse thief until we've proven that you're a horse thief. Right? And many other things. Right? A mikvah has a cheskas kashras that it was 40, remains 40 some. Right? Um, you know, that's called the default status quo. So the question here, really, that I hear you're asking is why is this chazaka different than every other chazaka? Because you have a chazaka here these chazakas are being lumped together as one concept. The concept of something becoming ruined, essentially, or breaking. So I think it's a fair question. I, you know, I, I don't know exactly why this chazaka of change versus other chazakas of change are different. I, I don't know the answer to the question. I think it's a good question. It does seem to be the premise. I don't know if anyone has any thoughts on this topic. I mean, it's, an inter- it's a very good question. I'm bothered by the question. Rashi seems to... Bavorn, the question. There's no great English translation for the word Bavorn, by the way. The, the, best you can, the best you can do is, I think, preempt. But it's not even an exact. It's not even. What? It's circumvent. Right? Rashi, Rashi addresses it to, without answering it, right? In the word, right? So I'm validating the question. I think it's a great question. I think it's part of a broader question. I'm reframing the question in the context of understanding the sugya of chazakas, which are very complicated sugya. Not all chazakas are created equal. And there seems to be a commonality about these three types of chazakas, which is what the Gemara's issue is. Now, just before we get to the answer, I think we'll leave off with a question today. I want to just unpack the concept of Brera, because that's going to set up tomorrow's sugi, okay? So in general, there's something called a chalos. What's a chalos? I, I affect a halachic status change. So, for example, this, when you get married, you give, a woman the, you give the woman the ring, and now she, you, she are now married. Right? That's what happens. So now her status, she becomes married to you on the basis of this transaction. So you do a Kenyan, and the Kenyan affects a, a result. Right? That creates a status change. Right? That's called 
that's called that's called uh, that's called a chalos. You made a chalos in her. Truma is a chalos, right? You made you made a you 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 uh, took off truma and you've affected a status change in the wine. It became it used to be tevel, used to be untied, and now it's tied. It used to be treif, and now it's kosher, right? The notion of chalos and chalos doesn't have to just be with a kenyan. You could do a halachic act to something, and that becomes. That, that's a chalos, right? You can make a get, you can write a get l'shman, maybe that's not such a good example, but, but, but you can give a get and that affects a chalos. The woman is no longer married, right? You can also make conditions in a chalos. You can make stipulations in a chalos. So I could say, I'm going to sell you my watch if it rains tomorrow. So that means you're giving me money today, on Monday, and I'm giving you my watch today, maybe, or maybe watches in here, maybe it's somewhere else. But I've put a stipulation in the, in the transaction which makes the transaction pending. So at the moment in which, um, in which it rains, at that point, the transaction is affected. Right? You might, it might be waiting that. Now, you run into complications when things change from the time you set up that the, 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 the transaction to the time the stipulation is fulfilled. Right? So the Gemara and Kiddushan talks about this extensively. Right? I give you money to get married after 30 days and the money's no longer there. So what's the halacha? I want the wedding to take, to take effect in 30 days. I give you money. And so we've set up the whole mechanics of the transaction today. But... But it doesn't, it's a delayed effect. The chalos is delayed. The effect of the transaction is delayed until 30 days from now. And, and, um, and, and uh, you know, you can have, what happens if things get messed up in between? That's a sugya and kiddushin, right? You can also do a retroactive effect, right? You can not only make, you can not only create a delay, make, make a transaction pending, right? But you can also make it retroactive. So I could say, when it rains in 30 days, from now we're married. I can give you a get. Shah achas kormisasi, as the Gemara mentioned. That's not prayer. Right? I could say, this is your get a moment before I die. Right? So I've made a transaction. It's pending an event. And it's retroactive. So there are three parts. Right? There's the, I've set up the transaction. There's the item in which it's pending on or the time in which it's pending on, and then there's a time from which it takes effect. And all of those things you can tamper with. Right? Now, Brera is an added Chiddush beyond all of that which we just said. Those things are filled in Shas. Shas is filled with these concepts. Conditions, retroactive, delayed, or deferred might be, I don't know what the best word is, right? Deferred, right? These are all concepts that we're familiar with, right? You probably could do them in, in law, you probably do them all the time, right? I'm going to sell it, I make a contract with you to buy the house pending inspection. I mean, that might be a little different, right? I do, right? A delayed. It's conditions. It's conditions, conditions right? Conditions. Stipulations. Exactly. Conditions. Brera is not that. Brera is none of that. Brera includes all of that, but it's that and more. Because the difference about Brera is that you haven't defined the initial transaction right away. And the initial transaction is pending clarification. So, for example, in this case, what's the ring? What's the equivalent of the ring? What's the equivalent of the get? It's the act of Hafrashas Meiser. 
In the case of the wine, Shnei Lugin Shani Asid Lahafresh, the two Lugin which I leave over at the end after I finish drinking, should be Meiser, which will permit it to me to drink it from now. Right? There, the act itself isn't clarified. There's ambiguity about the act itself. Correct. The object of the act is not defined until later. How much status does Brera have? So th- we're going to see that that might be a debate, but Brera is, I mean, that's these very long tosis in which I reconcile. I'm oversimplifying an exceptionally complicated Sugin Shas. Mm-hmm. But it's where you clarify retroactively the, the, the things which, which you're doing altogether. In other words, you don't even know what two Lugan you're going to have in the end. You can't identify in the, in the barrel of wine right now which two Lugan are going to be Meiser. Is the Brera the clarification or is, the, is it not? Brera means Levarer, to clarify. To clarify that's right. So it's when you retroactively clarify the Chalos itself. And when you have two left over. Right. So at that point, that, that which I'm doing became clarified from now. So I was allowed to drink it two weeks ago. The wine I drank two weeks ago was not Tevel because two weeks later I finished to the bottom of the bottle of wine, I left the Meiser over, and then I gave it to the Kohen. Shnei Lugin Shani Asid Lahafresh are already Meiser, even though they don't exist yet. Those two Lugin do not exist yet because they're swimming in this ba- I mean, they exist, but they haven't been clarified. Because they're swimming around in the barrel. You don't know which two Lugan you're going to drink. You don't know. It's totally nebulous, ambiguous. It's inherently ambiguous. It's not a lack of knowledge. It's what are you going to do? You don't know. It's inherently ambiguous. It's not, I can't figure out, like... It's because there's a condition when you actually make a brayer on something so that's so uh, ambiguous? That's the question. That is the issue of brayer. The issue of brayer is, can I clarify retroactively... The, if, if I haven't made the object of the chalos itself clear at the time I want it to be chal, can I retroactively clarify it by an act later on? It's an exceptionally complicated... You're claiming up front that later on you're correct. going to retroactively establish... And it's chal from now. <coughs> and it's chal from now. Right. Right? I so can drink it now and it's not tevel now. Exactly. It's not that you start drinking it now and two weeks later you say, oh, okay. Right, so you, you append... In ambiguous chalos, a nebulous chalos, more than ambiguous, you append a nebulous chalos to an object, which is only clarified, its nebulousness is only clarified at a later point in time. So the items itself, which were, which the chalos is happening to, don't yet exist, per se, or not, not, not that they don't exist, they're not defined yet. So brera is a concept which allows for retroactive clarification of the specifics of the chalos. What's the risk of that? Assuming that they're not going to get lost in Well, that's true. This concern really is true of anything. So let's say that, that, that the question of death applies, and Bikiyas Hano, which Mark conflates, per John's question, right, is not dependent on Brewer. Because, for example, the case of is not probably not a case of Brera, right? Because the get is defined and the people, the object of the chalos is defined. The moment's not defined. 
But, but the, the, the contours of everything else are defined. The trigger is not defined. Right? The triggering mechanism is not defined. Is it going to rain tomorrow? That's a classic tonight. That's a classic stipulation. This is your, this is your gift if it rains tomorrow. So if it rains tomorrow, it's not defined now. So the triggering event is not defined at this point, or is defined. We don't know if it's going to happen, right? So you could say maybe there's, but that's not a classic example of Brera with Shachs and Misasi. And there the issue is maybe he's going to die. So the concept of Shem Bikiyasanot is not linked to Brera. It so happens in this case, you have a, you have a, 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 a number of issues descending on this case at the same time which is what gives the Gemara flexibility to create the answer. Because in the answers you're going to see, where it says, no, they're not arguing about Shema, B'Kiyasana. They're arguing about, they're arguing about uh, Brera. Does Brera work or not? B'Kiyasana, everyone agrees to whatever they say about B'Kiyasana. But, but, but the issue here is Brera. So the Gemara detaches Brera in the answer from B'Kiyasana. From B'Kiyasana. And they're not, so they're not per se related. They're not arguing on Chazaka, that the, the status of that, that's what the Gemara is claiming. The Gemara is claiming. I mean, presumably the machlokus about Chashin and Lamisa has to do with Chazaka. Right. right. So I'm not saying they're arguing about Brera. Now I'm just saying this halacha is a halacha is the 